Welcome to the Few Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Richie, Darren, and Mark. Hey, you know that check I was talking about getting you? I'll get it like sometime in 2019. <laughs> We're trying to help you grow those oranges, man. <laughs> and then they get angry or excited. Doesn't really matter which one, right? And and then they move on to a picture of their friend from high school just had another baby, right? Welcome back to the Few Podcast. My name is Darren. I'm here with Mark and Richie. And I guess uh, for our top stories of the week, um, I think the number one top story for me probably isn't for the media because they don't talk about this stuff, but the Michigan governor's kidnapping plot. What did you guys hear about this? Well, I just remember when it came, first came out. That was quite. That was like about a year ago. Well, right before the election, October yeah. like thirteenth. Okay, just looked like a bunch of hillbillies trying to come up with a good idea, but didn't work out too well for them. <clears throat> like, like, what does that solve too? Like, if you kidnap the governor, doesn't the lieutenant governor just take over and still push the same agenda? I mean, like, what, what are you gonna do? Hold her for ransom? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, it's so, so on October 14th, they were arrested and accused of so. So they waited to literally two weeks before the election to, to do this, to, to arrest these people. Hmm. But, but you heard about like what, why this is significant. Basically, more, more than half of the people that were going to kidnap him or a kidnapper were in the FBI or were FBI informants. Yeah, 12 total people in this in this uh, militia, the Watchmen militia. Yeah, so 12, 12 of them were FBI informants, and I guess 14 are, are on trial. So literally half of the people were FBI informants. So uh, that's kind of... Hold on, Darren, that's false news. That's only 45%. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure. I had heard that it was two thirds. I heard it was was twelve out of eighteen. But you know, this story that I'm reading says it was fourteen people have have uh, been charged. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the charges weren't dropped on dropped on some because they were informants. You know how that goes. You know they get they get arrested and later the charges get dropped. Hmm. But anyway, um, so yeah, the FBI. Uh, the theory is, is like a lot of these things that the FBI does. Basically, the FBI came up with the entire plot. They supplied everything. And then when the plot was going to get carried out, they arrested everybody. So none of it, none of, none of it had anything to do with the, the people weren't actually going to do anything. It's just the FBI decided that, uh, that they wanted, they needed a story. So they, they sent in somebody into this, uh, militia group. And then they said, Hey, why don't we kidnap the governor? You guys up for it? I mean, she's really a horrible person, so let's kidnap the governor. Remember her Remember her husband? You know when all you guys had to stay home and, and her husband was going to go to the lake? Remember that? Yeah, guys, we should kidnap her and we should hold her for ransom so that the masks go away. And so, then, and then they, they put this plot in motion only to, only to bring it all down two weeks before the election to make Trump look bad. So here's what I... Here's what I'm seeing is it says that uh, seven people are going to trial. One has already um, 
uh, pleaded guilty to the charges that were laid on him, but it doesn't say what the charges are. The other six are saying that this plot would have never have went forward uh, without these informants. Yeah, I mean, because they pushed it. I mean, like a lot of like a lot of these like a lot of these things are like like in the past the FBI like the jihadis like these jihadis wouldn't have ever done anything because they had no access to anything. So like uh, when they're going to bomb something, you know, all the arrests the FBI have made on the numerous jihadis in the past, like they were going to go bomb something, but they didn't have access to bombs or any way to make bombs. So the, so the FBI was basically like, Hey, we'll give you bombs. Hey guys, all you got to do is carry out the plot. We're going to give you bombs. So when they go and they get and they purchase the bombs from the radicals or well from the people they think are radicals but they're actually the FBI that's when they arrest them. Okay, well, well that's different though. That's different right there. Because what you're saying is is you're not pushing him towards it. You're saying that they had a desire to go ahead and do this. And then they they said, "Here we will sell you those bombs." So that 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 gives them intent and then they they go about this. What this sounds, why this sounds different, is is the fact that it it sounds like they were all kind of talking big and saying, "Oh, we would love to go do this," um, but nobody really had the will to. And then these informants are in place in there, and they were like, "No, we can get this done. We could really do it." Now, I guess that's a little bit the same because, you know, but but it seems like from what you just said with these jihadists they were wanting to bomb and they were trying to find ways to do the, to do the bombing to whereas well, this not was ne- not necessarily. They were on like, they were on like message boards and people were reaching out to them. About where to get bomb materials. Not no, about they, they weren't bomb. seeking out the bomb materials. They were just, they were just, they were just on message boards and stuff like that. And they were saying, you know, they were sympathetic to the cause. And okay. then, and then somebody seeks him out and starts kind of the same way, you know, these, these militia was sympathetic to the cause. Then somebody comes in and says, Hey, we should go get her. We should go kidnap her. And they're like, sure, I'll join you, you know? And then, and they're like, but, but, you know, we don't really, you know, we can't do it. There's no possible way we could get, we could carry this out. And they're like, Oh, well, we got this Humvee and we got all this shit to help you you know, we got all this bomb making material and we got all this stuff to, to do it. So let's go do it. And then they're like, sure. So they're like, Oh, you know, it's like saying, you know, I need to get across the country, but I can't because I don't have a car. And then somebody gives you a car. Like who got you across the country, you or the person that gave you the car? Well, I don't, Rich, Rich, what do you think? I mean, I, I guess I take it as it is, if if the desire was there, like this group was saying, we want to go kidnap Gretchen Wilmer, um, I would say that the FBI is somewhat right. But if it was, man, we really hate these laws and we need to fight the government, and then the informants come in and say, what if we kidnap Gretchen Wilmer? Whitmer. That's where that... Whitmer, sorry. Yeah, you know what, I mean... What her name is? doesn't matter what her name is. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I guess I agree with you on that. If if it's just a bunch of idiots sitting around talking, saying, "Oh, it'd be great to get rid of this person," well, everybody does that. Um, mm-hmm. 
but yeah, I mean, if the FBI come in and, and try to push them towards it, that's a little, uh, um, how would you say, uh, entrapment, entrapment. Yeah. Entrapment or just, um, I can't think of the word I'm trying to say, but, but yeah, I mean, they're just, they're just pushing you gotta, them. You gotta look at it this way. If the FBI had never been in on this, would it have ever, would this plot have ever gone anywhere? No, it would have never gone anywhere. But but here's here's the thing that I'm thinking of, right? Is if they're sitting there saying, we want to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer, uh, we just need to figure out how to get the resources, but the desire is there to do the crime. Just like, okay, the jihadists is, is a perfect perfect example for this of, of what you were saying. If they're saying, we want to bomb a federal building, and, and our plan is to bomb this federal building, now we just need to know how to get the bombs. And the FBI comes in and says, we'll supply you the bombs. All right. And then they go to, they, they go and get, to get the bombs. Well, guess what? Then, then they're preventing something from happening. You know, because the desire was there, even though the ability wasn't. Just because somebody's a dumbass doesn't mean that they aren't a criminal. And, and you know, provided that somebody smarter comes along and says, well, you can build one out of fertilizer and this and that. And I watched the documentary that Timothy McVeigh did and, and look what happened, right? You know, it's like, it's like if you, it's like these people who hire somebody to kill their husband, right? And they're like, oh, I want, I want to kill my husband. I want to kill my husband, but I don't know how to do it. And, and so then the police will say, well, um, send somebody in there to say that we'll hire a hitman. Yeah, and... but they're but at that point they've 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 sought out somebody to kill their husband. Okay, but that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. So so I mean, with these jihadists, they they have no desire to bomb, and and they, uh, and they weren't searching out for anything. And these people got on there, and the FBI said, you know how to really hurt the American people? Bomb somebody. Now it's the FBI's idea that they're planting in there, and that's leading them to the crime. If it if it is same with these guys, there's twelve informants. From the sound of it that I have, and 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 maybe we're saying the same thing, Darren. The sound of it that I have is 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 that these informants came in because these guys were talking about how they want to get rid of Gretchen Wimmer, and somebody says. Man, I wish you know somebody would just take her out. You know, oh, just talking big, right? You know, and they were like, "Well, what do you mean take her out? You want to kidnap her?" And they were like, "Well, that's a great idea, Bob." <laughs> you know, and 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 then they went down that line of of things. Whoever whoever gave that that piece of we should kidnap her is the person who initiated the crime. You know, so I mean, if it's the FBI doing that, well, then that's entrapment, and this should be all thrown out. And it does sound like that's a plot to discredit Trump. You know, but if if if, if it wasn't for the FBI, this would have never went anywhere. I mean, you, you don't, I don't, I don't get. So okay, so basically, what you're trying to say is that I I mean that all the pro. So remember the the pallets full of bricks. The what? The pallets full of bricks that that people were leaving at the protests. Yes. So so what you're saying is is the pallets full of bricks had nothing to do with them throwing bricks through windows. 
So it 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 would have so, it would have been a crime even if they hadn't left the bricks. No, it would have it it would have been a crime if they're rioting, right? Them providing the bricks. But but see, the, here's the difference. They're actually providing the bricks to make this would be like the FBI providing the bomb and then saying, "All right, now if they blow the, up 500 people, we can get them for life and set up." Well, that's that's what and, they do though. They give them fake bombs. Well, I get it. Fake bombs. That would be the equivalent of fake bricks. If all of a sudden you saw the pallet of bricks was Nerf bricks and they were all bouncing off the walls and they're like, ah, but you threw them and now we got you. Um, But that's not what happened either. I I just think that you can't prosecute thought crimes. I mean, this is, it's getting ridiculous. So, so some people don't like Gretchen Whitmer. You, you, you get a whole bunch of people from the FBI in there. Like literally half the people are from the FBI and they're, they're, they're they're putting this plot together. They're driving it forward, and these people get railroaded because they're part of it. But that's probably not probably not even the most major part of it. They're probably just but, hanging out at the clubhouse, Darren, and they got snagged into it. But Darren, that's what I'm saying though. If the FBI is driving is the driving force, and they're the ones saying, "Well, we should kidnap her," and and everyone else is just going along with it, yes, that's entrapment. But if it's the those seven people, which it from the sounds of it is not the case if those seven people are the ones that are saying we need to kidnap her and they're like well we'll back you up 100 percent of the way and they just keep going with it that's the difference you know and and from the sounds of it is is that this isn't this isn't these seven people who are driving the bus it is the FBI coming in and saying, well, let's kidnap her. Let's do this. Let, you know, once we do this, then we'll get these set of demands. You, at that point, then yes, you're absolutely right. It's the thought police. But if it's somebody saying, I want to hire a, an assassin or I want to kill this person. And, they, and you know, they give you a gun that's loaded full of blanks and you pull the trigger. Boom. You, you, you would have done it had had that been real ammunition right uh, i mean i i think that if if uh i mean it depends on if you sought it out i, I don't think they sought it out i think i think that they yeah were... so then you and i are saying the same thing if the fbi is driving the bus on this then it is the fbi that should be on under under trial for this that the intent is the key if it is if it is the if it is the militia talking big but the fbi is driving the bus by saying this is what we should do then it's then it is a plot to catch people and and the only reason they do this is to make people feel bad am i out of line rich would you agree yeah i agree with you i mean it's hard to say without knowing you know what the end was is you know, if they would have done it with with them or without them, you know, mm-hmm. and you and you but, might not ever know because right. It, oh, we never we never will know now. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. Right. It's tough to say. It's so then. So then, I, yeah. that might be a good defense, you know, because would we have ever known if they would actually went through with this or whose idea this was, unless unless the FBI has recordings of nutcase number one saying i want to go and kidnap her and this is how we're going to do it and the fbi says well 
well, there's a credible threat, you know, um, because nut job number one, if he is motivated to do it, is going to find a way, you know, and and it might not be the most, the, the best plan, but the FBI can get in there and, and make it so that, Hey, he'll never even get close. Right. Right. Thought, but thought is a crime, you know, like attempted murder. Did you, you know? just did you just say that out loud? Yeah, thought yeah. A crime. Well, just think about it. Attempted murder, right? If well, you put a if you put a plan in place, but no, don't that's... take the action, you can't sideshow Bob this. <laughs> what is attempted murder? You know, um, you know, intent to do harm is a crime. If you put violence into action. That is a crime. If you're just talking about it and just saying that, oh, I want to do this or I want to do that, and somebody says, are you serious? No, I'm not. This is just me talking big or or whatnot. That's not a crime. Free speech is not a crime. But the second that you turn that into, you know, if if I were to say to somebody, you know, uh, we should go out and kill Batman. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I want to make it. So fictional. basically, so basically, what you're saying is you can't write a book about uh, about kidnapping the governor. You couldn't write that book. No, you could write. The, well, are you talking about a specific governor, or are you talking about writing a, about fictional characters? Well, I mean, even the, so, even the mission. Let's say you wrote a book about kidnapping the governor of Michigan in 2021, and you released it. And you, even if you wrote it last year and then you just changed the date to be 2021, you couldn't do that? No, I mean, if, if you have fictional characters... That, you know, you're, really you're, skate, you're really skating the line there, Mark. No, no, I'm not. You know, the second you say, the second you say, I'm going to go kill this person and this is how I'm going to do it, and then I enact that plan, that's a crime. So, but you, But you can make the plan. Well, if you if if I say somebody should kidnap Gretchen Wilmer and here's how you should do it, and then somebody goes out and does that, then I've incited violence. You so you incited violence because you you made because it, I gave, okay because so I said, what so what wait, you're trying hey, to wait. so what oh, you're trying what? to say it so, go ahead go ahead Darren so what you're trying to say is um, kiss the girls caused. Brendan Dassey to kill that girl. Absolutely. <laughs> no, God. <laughs> well, he put it into play. I mean, what he put no? it into play. Yeah. I, what if they peacefully protested her kidnapping? Could they do it then? <laughs> <laughs> what if they? What if they mostly peacefully kidnapped her? Is that? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Like, oh, sorry. Like, I got a, I got a stun gun instead of a real gun. Yeah, yeah. Peaceful. Get in it the was, car. It was ninety-seven percent peaceful. You know, like yeah. the entire time we had her, ninety-seven percent of that time was peaceful. I mean, it was a little violent when I came and got her, but after that. But yeah, yeah if 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 I say this is my plan to to. Kidnap Gretchen Wilmer. I cannot do it, but please, somebody go ahead and do this. Go, you know, if I were to say that, then yeah, that that could be me inciting violence because I am promoting it and I am saying 
somebody should do this and this is how they should do it, right? Not me just saying, oh, somebody should do something about that. That's not a crime. What if you crossed your fingers? Oh, God. I think that might hold up in court. (laughs) I guess we're going to have to agree to disagree, and you're going to have to probably read your constitution again. Anyway, so going along those lines, um, a DEA, a former DEA agent, I guess he was leaving at the time, or there's something to to do with he either got fired or he, he quit. He was at the January 6th protest and invited there by another FBI informant. So an FBI informant invited him to the protest. So he probably wouldn't have gone if not for the FBI asking him to go there, even though he didn't know that they were FBI. He never went into the Capitol. Never went into the Capitol. He, he's on video saying, guys, don't go into the Capitol. And he faces, he's facing 15 years for being there. So, oh, so, so he, they know that he never went into the Capitol. Correct. They, they have him saying, don't go into the Capitol. That's. Yeah. That's... Guys, guys, this isn't cool. Don't do that. Okay. Something like but, that. I mean, that's not exact, but. But, but because he was on Capitol grounds, which is not illegal. It, well, it's, technically, it is. You're not allowed to be on a stat on a. I think it's like Capital Turf. I believe is what the name is. You're not allowed to be on Capital Turf. So they like have pictures of him, like standing on a statue or like on a pedestal of a statue, and they have pictures of him on the Capitol grounds. So like, there's a statute that say that you cannot do that. Yes. I don't. No, but it's. I, I'm guessing it's never enforced. And then they also got him for lying to the FBI. So they basically asked him if he ever took his weapon out because he had a weapon on him because he's in the DEA and they're they're basically required to carry a weapon on them if they're mm-hmm. not intoxicated. So he had a weapon on him, and they said, "Did you ever take? Did you ever show your weapon?" And he said, "No." And they have pictures of him showing his weapon, I guess, which isn't necessarily i mean he it wasn't out of the holster it was in the holster i guess his jacket was not covering it it was not covering it up so i don't know exactly what the deal is with that but they got it for lying to the fbi and some obscure thing that they've never enforced on anybody ever so so is that lying to the government or is that just a fat guy in a little coat (laughs) Oh, Richard! <laughs> yeah, I. But but My, they're prosecuting this guy because he's a Trump supporter. Yeah, pretty much. What? So I saw a thing today. Um, it was like a little GIF or GIF or ho- however you say that, and it was one six twenty one. Attack on our de- democracy can never happen again. And it was showing the Capitol building. What exactly were these? Okay, let's just say it's these 40 people that stormed the Capitol. How was that an attack on democracy? What, what were they going to, what were they going to do that was going to change America from a democracy to a, a socialism or, or social or a communist state? What, what were they going to do with these 40 people going into the, to the Capitol? Um, they were delaying an official proceeding 
that's what Nancy Pelosi is using. Because some they were delaying. So is that the same kind of delayment that we're that's going on with John Thompson, um, not doing his ethics uh, background that they delayed now because he needs more time to, to prepare for it. What do you? How do you have to prepare for an ethics? <laughs> like, like what? Well, because he, I mean, because he beat up a bunch of women, and now he's got to figure out how he's going to say that he ethics didn't do he, that. <laughs> how can well, yeah. you ethically explain that? Yeah. You so one of the that. one of the FBI guys that were on the Whitmer plot not got arrested for um, domestic abuse. Really? Over the, week, over the week too. Yeah, he basically. Almost killed his wife, I guess, or his girlfriend. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, that was after uh, after they were out at a swingers club, and he didn't like the way, I guess, she was interacting with some other guys. Hmm. But, I don't know, I, I just, I keep seeing, uh, it was an t- attack on our democracy, and I just don't understand what these people could have done that would change what would happen every day here in America. Well, they they were trying to say that and, and and I mean, and this is just, this is the talking points that the media is using. They're trying to say uh, um, that they were going to overthrow the government. They were, they were going to uh, take over these lawmakers. But again, I think it goes back to the, to the Gretchen Whitmer kidnap thing. Okay, let's say that you even get into the Capitol and, you know, had malice. Uh, malicious intent and you and you grab these legislators how does that stop the government from working exactly and don't we have SWAT and marines and army and navy and any other you know DEA ATF all these different um you know parts of the government that could go in there and just probably kill all 40 of those people and, and not even break a sweat doing it. Well, and I mean, you know. they have, they have, they have submachine guns in the Capitol building. Had they wanted to, they could have, they could have put one of those up and just mowed down those people. So, I mean, the, the Capitol was never in any danger of actually getting overrun because because not, I'm glad that this didn't happen, but they could they could have just pulled out these machine guns and just oh wow, there's a hundred people dead, and they're and the rest are scattering, you know. Oh, yeah, and you know, and that that um, disrupting an official proceeding. I wonder who's done that lately. <laughs> right? Is there? I mean, there haven't been like a plane full of maskless Democrats that disrupted an official proceeding, has there been? No. Not, not in Texas or anything, right? No, just, I don't think so. Just no, patriots, no. Darren. Sacrificing. Staying in their $500 a night hotels. How dare you call them to, call them to question their sacrifice? Yep. You I, know, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm so tired of hearing of the January 6th thing. It, it's just Democrats knowing... It, it's just the only thing that they can keep going back to. And and nothing was going to happen, so it's 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 comical at best, you know. Yeah. So a bunch bunch of rednecks stormed a building that they technically own. Oh my god. <laughs> well, and and okay, so I own, you own that building. I own that building. Darren owns that building. We all own a little tiny chunk of it. Mm-hmm. And 
you know? Well, well I, and, I'd say we probably own a little bit more because we pay a little more taxes than the average. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, okay, so one thing about this, right? Okay, let's let's take the line that, okay, it's bad. They shouldn't have done it, right? They shouldn't have done it for a number of reasons. One, it's been a talking point for the Dems, and so it made it, it made Trump supporters look bad, if nothing else, right? Or Republicans, conservatives, however you want to say it. And in optics, it wasn't going to do anything. And it just made us look bad, right? Two, it's a you know it whatever it's illegal. They shouldn't have been there. They were trespassing. Whatever else, okay. And if you want to try people for that, that's fine. Are we trying everybody else that has set fire to the cap Capitol buildings in Oregon or uh, overran a, a federal courthouse or burnt down the third precinct of Minneapolis or any of those, are we charging those people with crimes? And 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 if we're going to charge them on the same scale, wouldn't Mima, who is 80 years old, looking at the paintings, probably get a lesser sentence than maybe somebody who, I don't know, burnt down a precinct uh, with cops inside and fired at it while, while it was on fire to, for, the, for the police officers that are escaping? How about the thousands of police casualties? Casualty doesn't necessarily mean that they're dead, but officers who have been shot, officers who have been had a brick thrown at them, um, things things of that nature. Uh, are we are we charging those people with crimes, or are they out on the streets right now? So I mean, it, it, it comes back to that Ashley Babbitt thing. If if you if you're gonna say, hey, we should, you know, if if we're gonna say uh, an officer who shoots somebody who's resisting arrest should be should be put on trial, then we should be, we should, or we should be doing the same thing with the Ashley Vadlet situation. Yeah. And who shot her? Well, at yep. least let us know who shot her. Oh, let us, you know, let, us, let us know the name. I mean, you, you're quick, to, uh, you're quick to release anybody else's name. If you're going, if you're going to give the letter of the law and you're going to enforce it like this, then you need to do the same across. If you're not going to do that, then laws don't matter. You either follow the letter of the law or you don't. You either follow the spirit of the law or you don't. Yep. Well, anyway, um, so looks like uh, the NFL is cracking down on uh, players that don't want to get vaccinated and or coaches. Yeah. Did you did you see DeAndre Hopkins is talking about uh, retiring because of this? I did not. Yes, yeah. I did. I mean, I, mean, I was going to kind of talk about that later. Um, oh, sorry. I'll stop. You know, well, but I did see the, you know, the Vikings said they were firing their offensive line coach, but then they they doubled back and said they're in negotiations with him about getting the uh, the vaccine. So there. So they're gonna, they're going to. So this coach, they're going to talk to him and try to get him to to get the vaccine, in order for him to come back to the team. Hmm. That's that's. I mean, it, okay. What is the reason to get the vaccine at this point? Because Fauci says so. 
Because it's going to save all our lives, Mark. Haven't you listened to the news? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I watched part of The View the first for the first time um, the other day. Mm-hmm. And Whoopi Goldberg said we need that vaccine. So she's an expert. <laughs> Better do what she says. Yeah. Well, I just, you know, like at first they said, well, you're going to need the vaccine if you're going to if you're going to fly uh, or if you're going to not have your mask on. And, you know, pretty much there's been such a push to say um, you need to do this. Right. You need to you need to put your mask on. You need to get the vaccine. You need to do all this. Uh, we'll pay you millions of dollars through a lottery system to possibly get this vaccine. And, and you know, are you going to stop being sick? You know, like Biden had that town hall, right, where he's like, you know, do the vaccine in order to um, uh, not get sick with COVID. Because if you get the vaccine, you're going to be protected. And then Pisaki had to come out and say, well, what he was really trying to say is, is that you're not going to get, you know, majorly ill with the vaccine. You know, rather than, you know, um, you know, rather than just admitting that he doesn't know what he's talking about because he's he's got dementia, allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys see that clip that I sent you from that? Town yeah. Hall? God. Yeah. Embarrassing. Well, that whole thing was. I mean, I mean, Australia was making fun of us about it yeah because like uh did you see that restaurant owner that he was talking to Mm-mm. no so this restaurant owner uh gets up there and says hey i'm running a business i have 29 different restaurants i have a chain that you know that i that i created um i'm having a really tough time getting a hold of of people and this was earlier on in the in the uh, town hall. So I guess he, the, the drugs hadn't worn off allegedly. Um, and, and so then he goes, well, I think the hospitality uh, industry is just going to suffer for a while because, you know, a lot of people don't want to work that job for the wages that, that you give, you know? And, and so, I mean, you're probably paying somebody seven, $8 an hour, um, plus tips and probably you're going to have to start, uh, paying $15 an hour, uh anyway you know what go keep going well you know i just i just he pulls out uh out of his back pocket this 15 dollars an hour you know because that's what people have been pushing for and and you know you know that that was planned i mean they get these they get these questions ahead of time and basically, he's just telling the guy, "Well, you're just gonna have to start paying double of what you were paying, or more." Um, and and uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it's part. Oh, and in this, he did he did admit that part of the reason people are not going back to work is because of the unemployment benefits that they've been that they've been having, and that that will be rectified soon. So, getting back to the back to the COVID stuff. Um, when so now that the democrats the texas democrats who um weren't weren't doing uh an insurrection i guess and they <laughs> flew to washington dc and they got everybody in washington dc sick with the uh, with covid 
which is hilarious, by the way. Um, basically, during the during the White House uh, press uh, press conference or the, the press secretary, you know, uh, Chucky, she said that the administ uh, she was asked she was asked a question. The administration has long claimed that you're trying to be the most transparent in history. If that's the case, why don't you just release the number of breakthrough cases that you ha- that you have with vaccinated staffers? So the breakthrough case is basically a COVID case that that got a vaccinated person sick. And uh, the White House refuses to release the numbers because they met with the Texas Democrats. And she came back and she says, why do you or she said, and I quote. "Um, Why do you need to know this information? (laughs) Like, like she literally said, why do you need to know that peon? Get underneath my boot. You suck. You're nothing. (laughs) Like, I mean, really? This is what they think of you. They think that you don't need to, you don't need to know. You don't need to know how many people who have gotten the vaccine have gotten sick. You don't need to know that. Just get the vaccine. Do what you're told. Do what you're told. Well, so uh, I was listening to um, the mock, and well, actually, it it came up on uh, the Ben Stein uh, podcast with Rob Kendall on there. And um, they were talking about how many of those Texas Democrats actually ended up having COVID. And they all said that they were vaccinated, right? And it was like six out of the, was it 50? Something like that. But I know a lot of the White House staffers have gotten it and they won't, they won't let us know who, who got it. And they were afraid that Kamala got it because she had that, you know, that checkup at, you know, 630 on a Sunday night. Oh, that's, that's. That's weekly. That always happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, okay, but we do know that it was six out of the 50 were sick with COVID, right? And they I... all said that they were vaccinated. Um, so there was only like three possibilities there. One, they lied about getting vaccinated, which is wholly po- possible. Um, two, the vaccines aren't as effective as everyone says, or three, the vaccines are complete bullshit. And this whole uh, going and get a vaccine um, thing is all the ruse. I mean, I don't think the vaccines are bullshit. I think that they work, but I don't think they work as well as they say they do. Mm-hmm. And I, and another thing is I think probably natural immunity is probably better than the vaccine, but they don't want people to know that. Because the the way the reason the the if they think they think that if they can get to eighty percent or ninety percent they can wipe it out, and rather than just saying that, rather than just saying that they need that that if we get to ninety percent we can just wipe it out and be done with it, rather than saying that they're just like, oh well you know you everybody needs to get vaccinated do what you're told it's science science do what you're told vaccinate it's your patriotic duty no not instead of just saying. Well, we've run the numbers. If we get to ninety percent, this thing will just go away and never come back, and that's probably the best way to go. Like, has anybody but, said that? But that's a complete lie, too. Fauci has even admitted that he doesn't even know what number is herd immunity. He just is going off of popular opinion polls. Well, yeah, that herd immunity, though. I mean, I'm saying above herd herd immunity. They they think they can wipe like completely wipe it out if they just get above herd immunity to like close to a hundred percent, but. I don't know. I don't like, think pol- like polio. Yeah. Like nobody's well, got polio the, anymore. If they can just, if they can get to a certain point, they can just get rid of it. 
Yeah, but this isn't a vaccine, though. I mean, that's the other thing is, is that they keep saying vaccine, but this isn't a vaccine. A vaccine prevents you from getting the disease ever again. So if just like if you get polio, you can't get polio because you've had a vaccine against it. This is many, like, there are many different types of vaccines, Mark, and then there are many different types of diseases. That is that is incorrect. The well, there's a lot I, there's a lot of vaccines that you have to get boosters for frequently. Like mm-hmm. tetanus, you have to get a booster booster for tetanus. That's just one. So I mean it, it all depends on what it is. And they they just don't know if the vaccine is gonna work long term because they haven't they don't know. And that's a lot of the reason why people don't want to get it. Because they don't know. They don't know what's gonna happen. I think a lot of people don't want to get it because there have been cases where you've had a completely health, healthy person get the vaccine and then two days later they're dead. Yeah, that's with everything, though. Well, but I mean, if you have a 99.99% survival rate without the vaccine and then you say, hey, there's a one in a million chance that you will probably die from this shot. Okay, well, there's a one in one billion chance that I'll die of, of, of it. And besides, I've already had COVID, so there's probably even a less chance of that. So why in the hell would I take this vaccine? Yeah, I don't know why they're trying to get people who've gotten COVID to take the vaccine. That's That one, that one kind of makes me wonder, like, what what's the point of, of this? Because if you've gotten the disease, you should be as immune as if you've gotten the shot. Well, and that's, that's that kind right. of the idea. Yeah, and that's probably what Rand Paul has said, too, is, is is that he's talked about, well, why in the world should I get the vaccine um, if I've if I've already had the disease? And did you guys see the the blow up between Rand Paul and Fauci? Yeah, just another lies. He can just lie as much as he wants. It doesn't matter. I guess I didn't see it, but. Well, Rand Paul comes out and he goes, hey, would you. Uh, you know, Dr. Fauci, you've testified through us before. Uh, would you like to change your testimony knowing that it is a, it is a criminal offense to lie to Congress? Um, uh, about whether they gave money to the Wuhan Institute for, for Virology to study gain-of-function research. Yeah. I, be- I believe there's, there's a video of, of Fauci saying that's what they did. No, he said, he said that they didn't to Congress. The last time he testified in front of Congress, he yes. said that they. I'm they saying never separate from that. There's video of him saying that that's what they did. Okay. Well, there's also uh, a piece of paper out there um, which Rand Paul was um, going from that said, even though that you're you guys are telling us that you never did this in this paper, and he was like, "Well, First of all, Rand Paul, you do not know what you are talking about. You do not know what you are talking about, and blah 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 blah. And then search, you know. Um, and I and I want that on the record that you have no idea what you're talking about, you know. And then he goes, this piece of paper has went up and down the ladder, and it is not gain of function research. Then somebody who who um, works for for CNN comes out and says, just so everyone's aware. The piece of paper that that Fauci was talking about is is that they changed the definition of gain of function research um, to call this something different. So basically, you know, they're just calling it by a different name. They're saying yeah. this isn't gain of function research. This is, you know, um, 
a gamma radiation researcher, you know, whatever, you know, they, they're just making something up. They, they hired, they hired a writer from Star Trek to say that the warp core was breaching, you know, in, in a fancy new way. And, and, and so they're just calling it something else and saying, see, it's not gain of function research. All we're doing is uh, manipulating the genetics of this to make it more, uh, uh, the ability of it trans transmitting to a human being more likely. That's all. Wasn't yeah, that gain of function research? No, that's uh, this now. That that's not what that's not what gain of function research is. Yeah, that's what I thought was hilarious. Was he basically just reiterated what gain of function research was, and then said it wasn't gain of function research, and mm-hmm. that and that Rand Paul was lying for suggesting that that's that may that's maybe what they did. And then he went on all the talk Fauci went on all the talk shows and just talked about how you know he he might take action against Rand Paul because that was slanderous what he said. You can't do that to a sitting senator, <laughs> you know. Like, well, I the problem is is he's not going to do it because if he does sue Rand Paul, then he's Rand Paul can basically say, okay, if that's not what you did, go ahead and give me all of the records so for my discovery. Give me all your emails. Give me all your reports just give it give it all to me and then we'll i guess we'll see because that's my discovery so he'll never do it because the problem is is they got when you sue somebody saying that you never said something you have to release the records proving that you didn't say it yeah and he can't do that because he did anyway it doesn't really matter did you have something to say rich uh no i think we're good okay so uh, the critical race theory added a teacher's union uh, to the federal list, like few fourth graders? Um, well, okay, so I guess every year there is um, a list that goes out from the teacher's union that's approved by the, by the education department, the federal education department, that goes out to all the schools that says, hey, if you basically want federal money, you're going to have to follow these lesson plans. And um, one of the links on there for the for the uh, uh, you know te- lesson plans was this abolitionist group that talks about you know everything's racist, critical race theory. Here's this. It was it was in the links for this, and so of course you know a, a reporter calls on Pisaki to say. Hey, did you guys see this? And and she goes, Oh, well, there was a thousand there was a thousand links on that lesson plan list, and one of them was tied to a website that, you know, um was talking about critical race theory and you know, good on your research team that you found that. But it was a mistake, it wasn't supposed to be on there, and you know, you're just bringing this up to stoke fears about critical race theory being taught in the public schools. Well, you have the Nationals Teachers Union saying that we have to push this critical race theory. Where's the FBI when it comes to the NEA? They're the biggest terrorist organization in this country. (laughs) Um, But you, you have them saying we need to push this and that we are going to push this because it's right for our students. And, and they're, they are the biggest teachers union in America and and then one of these links shows up on these lessons plan and they say, well, it was a mistake. How was it a mistake? Somebody put it on there. 
It wasn't like, oops, I pasted the wrong link in there. Uh, that was something I was looking at on my own time. You know, it, it, I mean, this is all double check and recheck. Betsy DeVos, the former uh, director of the education department was like, that's, that's ridiculous to think that the, the plan that got sent out had a mistake on there. One, because this is triple, quadruple checked to make sure that we have everything in line. Uh, the fact that a link would get on there um, is ridiculous. Um, and also, somebody put it on there. So, I mean, you have all these, all these school boards and all these places that are saying, we are not teaching critical race theory in schools. We are not doing this. This is all hoax. Remember um, here locally, uh, or Rich, maybe you saw, the they had like a professor from uh, New Ulm come in and say that um, critical race theory is not being taught in schools. See, everybody, here's an education expert. You remember that? Yeah, but he, he also said it wasn't a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing it yet that's yeah. next year <laughs> yeah. um, but I mean like that's what that's what I'm saying every one of these school boards and that, that has been caught teaching this or, or these places have been saying we're not doing it and then they're found out well here's the teachers union and the federal government is pushing for it so you're saying that you're not teaching it but you aren't going to go against the money of the federal government coming in. So, so you're going to teach whatever they tell you to teach. And here's critical race theory as a link, as a lesson plan um, for you to follow, um, you know, and, and so you can't say that you're not teaching it or that it's not being taught. And first, you know, they're telling you, we want to teach it. We're going to do it. And, and that, Oh, it's not being taught to K through 12. But here it is on a lesson plan, right? And then you find out uh, the fourth grader, the Lakeview fourth grader, um, a fourth grader, uh, um, I guess for lack of a better word, testified in front of uh, a school board about what happened to her um, last year, where, you know, this is a, this is a little kid, fourth grade, going to go into fifth grade gets up there and just tells her story about she was taking a quiz and in the quiz on the Zoom call with all the kids was about what gender do they identify with? And she was like, I didn't understand the question because the way that the teacher said it, it, it didn't make sense to me because it was, um, you know, talking about gender and what and what she identifies and this is a fourth grader right you know and it, and it's talking about all these different terms and she didn't know what those terms were so one of the students asked can i ask your mom can i ask my mom to take a look at this to help me with it and the teacher said no in fact absolutely none of you should talk about what's on this survey with your parents None of you should talk about it. None of you should ask your parents about it. None of you should even say what some of these questions are. Your parents shouldn't know. And she was frightened uh, not to say anything for a long time because she thought she would do something bad if she asked her parents about this survey. 
would just like to say that the NEA is allegedly the biggest terrorist organization in the United States. <laughs> and if you don't Mark. think so, if you don't think so, just just uh, just remember, remember, are your kids going back to school in the fall? And why wouldn't they go back? I, you know, it kind of reminds me of the a gal wrote an article. Um, it was almost like a letter to the editor or something, and how um, uncomfortable critical race theory made her feel. Mm-hmm. I don't remember where it was from exactly, and the comments were exactly what you would think. Um, they would be. It was a bunch of people saying, "Good, you should feel uncomfortable about talking about it because you're." I mean, she's the racist, so she she needs to feel uncomfortable about, you know, critical race theory because it was a white gal, of course. So, so I mean, yeah. you know, she's just a. I don't know. She was like fifteen or sixteen years old, so a, a young girl, uncomfortable, and she should and. People are just, you shouldn't feel uncomfortable at school. It, it, school's hard enough, you know, for the average person because of all the pressure you feel from your other classmates and homework and your teachers and everything else. The curriculum shouldn't be uncomfortable, <laughs> you know. And yourself. <laughs> you're going through puberty. You're uncomfortable with yourself. Your 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 balance is off. You're growing in places. Weird things are happening to your body, and and you are confused about what's going on. And then here comes this agenda of like, oh, you feel confused. Well, here's why. You know, it's probably because of this. You may be gray gendered. Wait, what does that mean? <laughs> you know. Mm. Uh, you know, they, they make up all these terms and all these things and they say, well, you know, if you're confused, it might be because of this. And some of it sounds like, well, yeah, I guess. I mean, you know, like when you when you think of some of these things, it's it's really kind of, well, yeah, this is I guess this is what I'm feeling. But no, these are just natural feelings that you have when you go through this this change and it doesn't mean you're you're weird or anything it just means these are things that are happening and 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 what needs to happen is say you're too young to make any lifelong decisions and then two we as parents shouldn't well we as parents should be helping kids through that two as adults like educations and people in like education and people in leadership roles with, with these young kids shouldn't be pushing an agenda with them to say, well, you're confused because of this, right? Um, because you're taking advantage of people in a vulnerable state. There, There's nobody who's in a more vulnerable state than children are, especially when they're growing up and they're looking to you for guidance and you're saying, here's my agenda. I'm going to ram it down your throat. I mean, you know, when you, you know, Rich, you're a parent. When you were growing up, did you did you tell your son that, um, hey, you're going to be just like me? Here's what I believe, and you better believe it too. No, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> like you better go into the same per- profession that I did, and you better buy a house where I did, and you better 
do this? Or did you say, Hey, I'm going to be there for you. I'm, I'm, I'm your father. I love you. And I'm going to be there for you. And, and, and whatever you decide to do, this is what I'm going to help you do. I want you to make your own choice. I want you to lead your life. Right. Right. You know, and then I got young kids. Like I'm not, I'm not telling them when you grow up, you're going to like the Minnesota Vikings. You're going to like the twins. You're going to like this. You're going to like that. You want to know why you're going to like that? Because I like that. And you're going to do exactly like I did. No, my biggest plan is hopefully my kids do better than I did. (laughs) You know? Yeah. It's just ridiculous. And it's sickening. And, and, and the fact that this, these people are trying to make it to where, uh, don't tell your parents this is our little secret. Doesn't that sound a little weird to anybody else? Yeah, a lot weird. <clears throat> yep. All right. So, what you guys uh, heard something about Matt Damon? Well, yeah, we don't have to spend much time on this, but basically, he uh, is in this new movie where he plays an oil rig works on an oil rig or, or something. I'm not exactly even sure. Cause I don't really care about Hollywood, but um, <laughs> to uh, research the role, he went and hung out with these blue collar people that do the same job that he was going to do in the movie. And he found out, of course they're Trump supporters cause their hands are dirty and they work hard. And he found out they weren't this evil racist group that wants communism and, and uh, black people as slaves anymore. So I guess his eyes were opened. It's no. shocking. Yeah, it's yeah, just it, shocking. It was shocking. He said, he said they went and they had supper and then they went and had a, a, a campfire and somebody took out a guitar and started playing and they all believed in God. And he just, he was just amazed. So I just thought it was a funny, um, little interview that you know how i feel like people who are live in big cities think that if you don't live in a big city you you don't know what's going on in the world and and it's actually the exact opposite if you do live in a big city you don't know what's going on in the real world you you know you're you got your pizza place on the corner and that i mean that's your life it's just yeah i I would I would say that that's that's pretty accurate considering you know small towns you get all of the news you get all of the tv from big cities but but in big cities you don't get any of that it's just what you have so you get you're not exposed to any of that stuff just like democrats and republicans or you know libertarians and and democrats now i guess or trump supporters and democrats trump supporters are fed face fed full every single day with all of the crap that the Democrats believe, but but Democrats never see any anything that we believe. Yep, they just think that we're they're just like Matt Damon. They're they think that we're you know in the middle of nowhere, you know, dragging our knuckles. Yeah. But, all right, list of the week: what people like about America. So I'll just go down the list. How accommodating many people are are to disabled people. Yeah, and, I mean, I just think that's just because America's newer, just in general. But just like but th- everything here is newer. But the important about this is that this is what people outside of America like about America, you know, because we're always fed this this line that the whole rest of the world is laughing at us and the whole rest of the world hates us and that we don't do anything right. 
Yeah. So how accommodating we are to the disabled people. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, uh, there are often ramps in large disabled parking spaces, not to mention that the entire amusement park for people with wheelchairs in San Antonio. So this is what somebody wrote. Well, I, I just say that that's most likely because, you know, America's newer than the rest of the world, especially Europe. Well, so but you're all we all European- have. If you're peeing on my leg, then uh, that's probably why they realize that. But we also have laws that say that you have to retrofit, you know. So, like, if you if you have an older building, then you need to figure out a way to retrofit it to where you well, can be accommodating. Not necessarily. I mean, usually they make you do that if you if you uh, do a if you do a modification or you do a uh, a renovation or something. That's when they make you retrofit. But yeah. I, I would say like England and France and, and the the Western parts of the built out, you know, so they have old buildings and stuff, whereas we have a lot not newer stuff. Anyway, that's just my thought on that one. I mean, we probably do have more strict laws here, but I would say it's probably more because we have newer buildings just in general. You guys invest a lot in entertainment. The shows in my country suck. That's true. <laughs> Have you tried to watch British shows? It's hard. I tried to watch the British office and I couldn't do it. Great point, Rich. <laughs> I was just about to say, like, do I look like a person who wastes my time? <laughs> well, that and if there's a good actor in Britain or there's a good actor in Canada or there's a good actor in Australia, they come here. But only if they're white, though, right? Because... Black people don't have a chance here, right? (laughs) Anyway, big living spaces. I live in Hong Kong. Well, no shit. Our average flat's around three to 500 square feet. You live in a flat that's over 1,000 square feet. That's considered super luxurious. Well, it's because you live in a freaking tin can. Yeah. We have space here. 1,000 square feet? No, thank you. Maybe (laughs) 1,000. Yeah. Cheaper housing. Uh, basically comparing Florida to the UK. Yeah, that's another thing is, you know, there's no, there's not really a whole lot of new construction in the UK, so it's a lot harder to find something than it is here because we we have a lot more space. Uh, People are really nice and talkative. You don't have to, uh, here you don't ask where tourists are from to be being in conversation or randomly just while at a grocery store. I was a bit confused by you guys saying, how are you? at the greeting though i know you did this but i still get caught off guard yeah people are nice i guess i guess she didn't go to new york (laughs) or philadelphia get the fuck out of the way is more like their greeting maybe that's nice compared to uh, like britain or something but you know like that's the thing though is is like um you often hear that of like if you're american and you're over at like a, a foreign bar you can always tell who the American is because he might have like he or she might have like multiple people around him and they're trying to carry on a conversation with everybody. Whereas in Europe, you know, it's it's uh, very closed off and it's, you know, if I don't know you, why would I talk to you? America, Americans build communities. They make a lot of great music. I'm sort of a metalhead and my country doesn't have any rock bands. Well, I mean, I suppose it depends on the size. I don't necessarily think that's true. There's a lot of metal in Western Europe. So, or actually Europe in general. Whole beat. Yeah. 
Uh, you can turn right on red lights. That's not necessarily true everywhere, but it makes <laughs> sense. Uh, although try to do that in England. <laughs> You're like turning it left on a right here. Mm-hmm. Hospitality and kindness. On my travels in America, I found a majority of Americans will be kind. Well, that's kind of the same thing that we just talked about. Safety in rural areas. This one's huge. Our dream is to buy a farm and live peacefully, but where I live, it's so dangerous, it's unreal. When I see movies and programs about people living on ranches or farms in towns in the U.S., it looks looks amazing. We could never. Yeah, it must be from South Africa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess it depends on where they're from. I mean, if they're from like a area of the world where it might be dangerous, maybe like Af- somewhere in Africa where you could get eaten by a lion or something. I don't know. Or I think that no, I thought that was just the guy that's in North Minneapolis. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, but that's not rural. Too soon? Too soon? <laughs> well, well, you know, to me, it sounds like they're saying that their rural areas aren't safe. Well, oh. but but if you do think about that, right? In America, you know, if you if you have a rural area, you might be 500 miles from the nearest, you know, town where there's 200 people. You know, like think of think of the vast vastness of Montana where. You could you could be out in the middle of nowhere by yourself. No one's gonna bother you out there. But like if you're out in rural France, right, you still have a lot of people who are around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how far you want me to go, but uh, number ten is free refills at restaurants. Still a maze. Yeah. I, I guess really I don't know eat. how that how that is in the rest of the world but i guess like a like in a lot of parts of the world there's no ice either like ice is a is a luxury yeah I, and, and I and i don't know how far you want to go but i you know I, I guess the main reason why i thought about this list is you know it is amazing when you actually start to talk about it and people are you know like the ice thing like they're just amazed by that or they're amazed with how many parks and, and recreation we have and how much outdoor space we have. And, and like a lot of people look at America and when you really go down this list, the theme is we're kind of envious of you guys. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, sure. and that's what people don't understand that actually live here. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, not to beat a dead horse, but it's kind of like the Cuban thing. Right. You know, like they're flying that American flag and people here are like, well, they just don't understand how rough it is here. No, you don't understand how good you have it here. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Well, I mean, and the media is trying to make us out to be the bad guy forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. And even, but I mean, with that, you know, like people, people who actually come here and they go, oh, holy cow, you guys have huge portions. We don't, we have a half of this. Well, why? Well, because we don't have the livestock that you guys do or the grain that you guys bring in or that the fact that the Midwest is is the breadbasket of the of the world. You guys produce enough food here to feed the world. And so since it's closer to you guys, you'll never go without. Well, unless, you know, communism comes over and then we'll totally destroy ourselves like Russia did or Venezuela or anywhere else. 
I, I looked through the rest of these and about the only other one that I thought was interesting was zip codes have only numbers, which I think is probably a Canadian or a European. Mm-hmm. And it's easier to, re- easier to remember than postal codes. So I don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me because they're the same thing. But and now telephone numbers throughout the country have exactly the same number of digits. So they must be European because I think Europe has different number of digits depending on the country. But and they must consider themselves all one thing because of the European Union now. But anyway. Uh, I don't know. Um, all right. So kind of a new segment, conspiracy of the week. Conspiracy slash mystery. It's kind of more of a mystery, but it is kind of conspiracy at the same time. If you guys uh, read that article I sent out. I didn't get I couldn't it. get it pulled up because I don't know how to use a computer. Okay. <laughs> Uh, let's see how long this is. I can probably just read it. It's not that terribly long. Uh, I can summarize it. Basically, there's this there's this kid in uh, South Carolina. His uh, he's like a he's part of a long line of uh, like they're Murdos, whatever. He's he's 19. Um, but basically, his father, his grandfather, father, they've all they've been lawyers, so they've been like criminal defense attorneys like a like a big huge like mark garagos types you know they're well they're not mark garagos but they're like huge in south carolina and they've been the district attorneys so they've been like in charge of like they've been a a legal dynasty is what they call it in here for more than eight decades until 2006 three generations have prosecuted crime across five counties in in uh, south carolina but but the great grandson of the first elected prosecutor, the first one, so the great grandson, he um decided to get a little drunk one day, and uh, he had a he had a uh, had a boat full of people, and he crashed, and he uh, ended up killing a nineteen year old. And um, what's what's kind of interesting is like the cops were kind of hesitant to uh, basically test this kid for alcohol because of his family. And they eventually did, and he eventually got a DWI, and he he eventually got prosecuted. But uh, anyway, um, so what ended up happening was just recently, probably like a month ago, his um, him the kid, the the twenty two year old or nineteen year old, I can't can't remember exactly how old he was. He uh, he was killed along with his mom. They were both killed outside of their house. So the kid that ki- that uh, ended up uh, ended up uh, killing this girl on the boat and injuring a bunch of other people, and his mom ended up getting killed. So they were both murdered. And then, like a week later, his sick grandfather, who uh, was in the hospital, ended up dying. And they're not quite sure if it's related. Or, or if he was actually, um, or if he, he, you know, if there's foul play there. But anyway, um, basically, there's a lot of suspects for this one death, and um, now it's now it looks like it came out that uh, that there's that they're opening an investigation into the 2015 death of a 19 year old boy who's found in a road near the. Uh, near the uh estate and it looks like it's been uh a result of a hit and run 
So there's a lot of uh, intrigue surrounding this entire family. You guys should read the article. There's a there's a lot there's a lot to unpack here. But it sounds like there's just there's a lot of theories. It sounds like there might be mob involvement or something along those lines. It sounds like there might be somebody might have paid him off to kill him. Yeah, it's a little uh, a little interesting. Hmm. So, and they're thinking that this is retaliation for these third generation prosecutors that this family has just, you know, gotten enough, um, uh, enough enemies that anyone could be a sub, uh, a suspect. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's crazy. So, yeah, well, they think, I mean, obviously the, the the thinking is it's somebody that was on the boat or it's somebody's family that was on the boat. Most notably, probably the 19 year old girl that got killed. Or, or it could have something to do with, uh, with the 2015 death of that, of that other kid that was found close to the estate. You know, maybe they did something there and they buried that. Or maybe the, Hmm. maybe the family of that kid um, decided that, Oh, um, maybe it wasn't just an accident. Maybe they did it, and then they covered it up, and now they want retribution. But it's really interesting because it's kind of got all of the markers of a huge story. You know, like it's well-connected family. The you know the the kid is does something stupid, kills somebody, and then um, now all of a sudden somebody's taking the law into their own hands. Yeah. Very interesting. And- Anyway, um, all right, so new segment, we're going to go with uh, it's top five. So we come up with a topic and then we we come up with our top five for the topic. So this week's topic is Nintendo Entertainment Systems games. So we'll start with number five and we'll each name our number five. Who wants to go first? Go ahead, Mark. Uh so number five for me is Adventure Island Two. Um, if you haven't played this game, it it's a it's a fun little game where um, you throw like little tomahawks out uh, and try to kill um, these things that are trying to get you. It's a side side scroller, but then you can like ride different animals where maybe like one shoots like a fireball or or you can get a skateboard. Um, where you go really fast and 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 you have to go through, but it it's a it's a ton of fun, a little challenging, but it um you know like the power ups and everything with it, it makes it a, a a fun game to to play over and over again, even today. All right, for number five for me, I had Legend of Zelda. I mean, it's just kind of the first adventure game that was really popular. I think everybody I knew had it, the gold cartridge. Richie? Uh my number five is actually the same as Mark's. Um I, I love that game and I love the you know the little dinosaurs that you would get and they would all have different powers. Um I don't know. It, it's one of those games you, you kind of forget about until you see it and then you're like, oh my god, that was like you know the best game um <laughs> when you're a kid. So I I agree with Mark on, on number five there. So I guess I don't. I don't think I ever played it. I think it's expensive to try to find it now. 
Yeah, huh. I don't think I've ever seen this game or ever played it. There's there's three of them, actually. And I, and I think they're pretty much all three are pretty good games. Um, and I don't remember uh, which think, one we had for sure, but... <clears throat> I think number one, I think the reason why I went with number two is because I think, like, number one had the... Um, uh, the different colored dinosaurs, but like number two, they introduced like that uh, sea monster one, and the, and and I think that was also the one that um, they introduced the skateboard um, okay. on it. Yeah, and then you like went Mario from... Brothers, Mario Brothers three. What's yeah, it, it is similar to that. Um... <clears throat> but then you would go from island to island too. They had different islands, um, which was kind of neat too. So. Yeah, yeah, like the different dinosaurs would. Um, uh, it 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 was good to get the different dinosaurs on the different levels because, like, you know, you might get the the sea one on like one of those land levels, and that would be you know tough, you know, or whatever. But, um, but it this predates Super Mario Brothers three with like, um, like the different or would it be world with the different Yoshi's that you get? Yeah. Yep. So. All right, number four. What do you guys got? Um, so uh, I had Legend of Zelda for that one. Um, you know, I agree with you, Darren. The reason why I have this a little bit higher up is because, I mean, it it's a it's a fun it's it's a fun game to play over and over again. You know, and finding different things and and um, you know, it was it was one of those um, you know, it it, it was tough. You know. Uh, with the respawn and and it was different than the side scrollers. It made it a little bit different gameplay, but you know, just uh, overall pretty fun. And and the little hidden things that you had to like try and find, like you'd notice, like oh, there's a little crack there in that uh, in that wall. You know, let me place a bomb next to it, and then um, oh, there's a hidden cave. <laughs> you know. Yeah. All right, number four for me was Tecmo Super Bowl. That game rocked. Bo Jackson. You guys ever seen yeah. the video of Bo Jackson? It, it, the guy running out the entire quarter? Uh, I think I did see that. Yeah, like if you would zigzag, like, <laughs> you know, like they would all dive for you. Uh, and it, you know, the way that you could you could get like um, 400 yards rushing just by, oh, they're about to tackle me. Now I push down. Now I push up. <laughs> Yeah, there was a there's a video. So if you ever watch Family Guy, there's they played it on Family Guy. But like, there's a there's a video of of a guy get, basically getting the kickoff, running it down to the one yard line, and then going out of bounds. And then he picks. So this is like right from the beginning. And then he picks Bojack. He he picks a run to Bo Jackson, and then he takes off and he runs, and then he just keeps running and running and running until the entire quarter clock goes out, and then he scores a touchdown. So he goes back and forth. It was hilarious. Hmm. Uh, all right, what do you got, Richie? Uh, so my number four would be uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game. Um, that was a, a just a great game. I, I always liked the music and then um, the the noise that each weapon would make as you used it. Hmm. Um, and then the swimming parts were always, were always kind of a cool thing and. Um, I don't know. It was it was just a good game. 
All right, number three. I had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, for my number three. And I don't know if, if it, um, I think it's the different one. Uh, uh, and I, it might be the same one, Rich. I, I don't know, but it's that first one with the, like the four turtles with the red bandanas. Um, and like, if you could, uh, it was tough, you know, like, because you would get the power-ups, but the power-ups were so sparse. Um, but, you know, it, it, it was just fun that you could play as all four turtles and, you know, their weapons, you, you had to really kind of be strategic about um, who you were going to pick and when, um, you know, but it was, it was a, it was a lot of fun. Very tough. But the swimming one, that's where um, uh, you had to defuse the bombs and you had so long with oxygen. Uh, and oh. you'd come across, you'd come another, come across an oxygen source and you'd have to suck it in and uh. then get to the next one. So. All right. Number three for me, I, I kind of had, I had originally had Double Dragon in there, which was, I think I played a lot of that. That was fun as hell. Um, and what was really fun is it was two players, so you could both play at the same time. But I, but I, I changed, I traded it out for Contra. <laughs> Contra is a classic. And I just saw something yesterday and it was like, um, the movie that we've all been yearning for, and it was Contra, and it was Arnold Schwarzenegger and um, Sylvester Stallone. Oh, guys, I'm like, yeah, that would have been pretty sweet, you know. Yeah. That would have been great. All right, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, Contra's a, I mean, that's the big name. I have a uh, Zelda on that as my number three. Um, you know, a classic game. Like you said, the the gold case was, or the gold cartridge was, was pretty awesome. All right, number two, Mark. I have Mega Man 3. It is, um, by all accounts, what I think is the best Mega Man. Um, it, you know, the, uh, you know, it was kind of the first one where, um, you could have a couple of different things to, to play along with, but like some of those levels were just like uh, the best levels with like the disappearing blocks. I think it's the first time that that's introduced and, and um, you know, you got the rapid fire and then you have also um, the first time that you have the rush dog where you can get like a, a, a jet, um, a jet, a spring or a submarine maybe. I can't remember if you could get the submarine on that one or if that's a later one, but it it, it was just um, just overall a, a fun game and uh, um, you know to to play with that and uh, probably like the I, I I don't know how many times I played that. Yep. Great right, number, one. Number two for me was Punch Out. Punch Out was awesome. I mean, it just kind of. Little Mac and and Mike Tyson, all just all the, kind of all the cartoony characters that you had to beat them all in different ways. Like Bald Bull, you had to you, had to, you know you had to punch him in the stomach. Like, or was that sorry? That's King Hippo. And then yeah. you know, Gla Glass Joe. As long as you punched him left, right, left, right, he would fall. And then the Tiger, you had to punch him just right. You know, it's a fun game. 
Oh, I, I don't know how many times I died, though, or not died, but um, lost a fight to that tiger punch. That was that was horrible. <laughs> I can't remember. I think you had to time it just right. So when he right when he punched at a certain time it is if you hit him, you got a star. Mm hmm. Yeah. So if you so you had to hit him exactly the right time every time that he tiger punched, but you could you could build up like six stars and then just win. But. All right, Richard, what do you got? Uh, my number two game is Super Mario Three, which is the best Mario in my opinion. Um, it wasn't number two like an, a different game, and they just superimposed um the four characters. Have you guys yeah. ever heard that? Yeah, the number two was actually it was actually a different game, and I think they changed out Mario and Luigi, but I think the other two characters were actually still in the game, the princess and the, the toadstool. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it, I always like number two also. And it, I just felt like number three was where they, you know, got everything right. Um, so that was my number, number two game. <clears throat> That's my number one. That's my number one too. So I guess, um, yeah, I would agree with with you, uh, Rich. That that is the that's the game where they got it right. That was the perfection, you know. Um, you know the side the map to like so you could go to different levels and like you could be kind of strategic about it and be like, well, level four or you know, um, world four, uh, level seven is a lot easier than level eight. You can get by level seven without without having to do level eight. Um, and then the, you had the, uh, main bosses that all had like different little tricks to them. Um, you know, and, and then obviously that was the first game that they had the, the different power-ups that were, you know, you could get that raccoon tail, uh, which was, which was awesome. But then, you know, you could also even get the, the teddy bear raccoon tail, um, you know, which, which was cool or the frog suit in the water and, um, just, or the little beetle, um, first time that you could, you could like shoot out the hammers, um, you know, and then each world having their own specialty thing of like, it's so fun to play world four because everything's gigantic in there, <laughs> you know? Yep. I agree. I mean, that's, and then kind of super Mario brothers is kind of the same way it kind of took off from number three it's kind of a continuation mm-hmm. yep do you have something different Richie? uh for my number one was was uh mega man three um <laughs> basically basically anything mega man three and above were, were three four five and six were all wonderful games in, in my opinion and they all i felt like they all improved a little bit but number three will always have you know, be my, my favorite game, I feel like. So like nothing against one and two because one and two are, are fun games, but they're super hard too, right? Yeah. Now I remember number two, I think it's Laser Man. Was that one of the bad guys? Uh I could, I could be wrong. I can't remember, but there's one spot where you gotta fall and you gotta move one way and then move the other. And then these these bars come flying across the screen, and they'll kill you if you don't move fast enough. 
And I remember my my thumbprint was embedded in my controller from pushing so hard on the <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the controls on which way to go because of that one little spot on, on number two. So oh yeah, yeah. Well, and I think like number three was like when the you had the the energy packs too that was introduced, and like that's a game changer. Like yeah, because I mean it made it made the game easier, but it also made it more fun because you're not you didn't lose all the time. You could you could you know cheat with one of those. Well, well, and also you had to be strategic, right? Because they weren't just everywhere. You had to figure out where to use it. You know, like you might go into a main boss level and you're like, well, I have nine lives, but I have like two bars left. I'll just die and then I'll respawn right back to the boss level and then I'll use my my energy pack rather than use my energy pack here and, you know, I don't know. But I, I agree. And then you're right too, like as they went on, like just thinking about it, number four is where the Mega Buster came in, right? Where you could charge your gun. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But three started it. Yeah, it was great. <clears throat> All right. So I I thought of a new segment. I know we hadn't really discussed this, but uh if you guys come up with anything along these lines, um basically it's I learned something today. And it's just kind of a cool thing that I found out. Um I don't know, cool or whatever. You guys know the Alabama song Dixieland Delight? You guys ever heard that? Mhm. Yeah. You know what yep. they you know what they say? It's kind of like uh there's like a there's like a holler back thing that they kind of do with like family tradition with Hank Williams Jr. Hmm. You guys ever heard that? Uh Yeah. I'm not sure. Well, you know like when you go, "Hank, why do you drink?" and then everybody says, "Get drunk." Why? Oh, do yep. you roll smoke gets stoned. Why do you live out the song? You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. So never that's heard. you've never heard that. No. Okay. Yeah, now that's a problem. Go, that's a problem. You gotta go to more wedding dances. Uh, <laughs> but there's one for I guess in 2015. Um, so they used to play it. They used to play the Dixieland Delight song. I don't know if you guys know that song too well. But they would play that at, at Alabama games, you know, the Crimson Tide. Um, mm-hmm. They they'd play that song out there, and then the so they started doing that with one of the songs, and it's pretty much the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. We need to do this for the Vikings by far. <laughs> so the so if you guys know the song, it goes, "Spent my dollar," and then everybody says, "On oh, beer, parked in a holler, neath the mountain moonlight." Roll tight, hold her up tight, gets the wall, make a little loving all night, little turtle dovin' on the Mason Dixon light. Fuck Auburn fits my life and LSU. Oh so right and Tennessee too. My Dixie Land delight. So they started they started bleeping. Basically they would play something in the stadium when they when they got to the fuck Auburn part, but that's hilarious. We yeah, didn't do that for the Vikings. Nice. Get a song that they play and just start coming up with the uh, fuck Green Bay, <laughs> <laughs> the Bears too. <laughs> oh, I guess the Lions. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, 
Did, so yeah. Does, speaking of, and I don't mean to take too much time on this, but does anyone cheer against the Lions? I mean, aren't they kind of like the the you know undersized kid that you're kind of rooting for, like Rudy? Like one day you'll get it. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> All right. So, worst persons of the week. What do you got, Mark? Um, I got Governor Holcomb, and uh, he's actually the governor of Indiana. Um, which it it is really interesting because, you know, Governor Holcomb is in a state where you would get, um, you know, Indiana is about as red as South Dakota is, and so he's a Republican governor. And you would think, well, why are you picking on a Republican governor? Well, when a Republican governor acts like a Democrat, that's a problem. Um, and and uh, you know, that's when you that's when you have to say, okay, well, somebody who's is a rhino, Republican in name only, um, needs to get called out just as much as the Democrats because you don't want uh, somebody like that bringing down bringing down the entire party. Um, and this week it was announced that he was going to have a second inauguration ball. Um, and you know, that's not something that you normally do when you're a little, when you win your midterm or your, your second, um, uh, term as a governor. Um, and they weren't able to have it five months ago when he won the election, uh, because of COVID because of his COVID restrictions. Um, he just recently got his emergency power stripped away from him that he wanted to keep. Um, and, and it, you know, when you dig further into this guy, um, you know, he supported the BLM movement, invited a guy who ended up going out to California to kill cops um, to the governor's mansion to talk about uh, police reform and and use some of his ideas in the bill that he introduced to Congress for for uh, uh, our to the state Congress for bill reform. Um, and then you know he talked he was a, a never Trumper I guess on top of uh, you know he was he was uh, bad mouthing Trump's uh, foreign policy. Uh, meanwhile, he is now in um, is it. Cal Cutter or oh god, what is the name of the country? Cutter? No, it's um it's like Cutter or Qatar. Qatar. It's pronounced Cutter. Cutter. Uh, um no, seriously. No. Whatever. <laughs> well anyway, uh they have serious uh human rights violations and yet he's trying to um uh, say that uh you know what a great governor he is by doing these um all these uh um overseas trips and everyone's saying that the only reason he's doing these overseas trips uh and where he's trying to promote himself like this is that he might try to take a run uh for the presidency in 2024 and so if you hear Holcomb's name in the primaries just remember he is not a Republican. He's only in for his self-interest. And, um, you know, he's just a horrible human being. Sounds like it. Yeah, nice guy. 
All right, Richie, who do you got? So mine is uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, he's making making uh, news this week because he's basically contemplating retiring from the NFL because they want to. They're basically trying to mandate that they all get vaccinated, and he's doesn't want to get vaccinated. Um, which I'm actually on his side about. But what I'm not on his side about is in October, there was a caravan of Trump supporters driving down the interstate. Um, and he drove by in his Ferrari and flipped off the whole group of them. So he's trying to have it both ways. Here he hates Trump, but then he he's obviously a Biden supporter. Well, I don't think Trump would mandate any sort of vaccination. Um, so this is what he voted for. You know, you, you want Biden? This is, this is the kind of crap that you're going to have to deal with. So, but, but did he vote for that? Because don't you remember before the election that, that none of the, the Democrats basically said they weren't going to take the vaccine because it was untested and they wouldn't trust anything that Trump put through. Yeah. I think we all called bullshit on that. So, Um, and Republican governors are, well, at least one, Mr. DeSantis in in Florida is adamantly against um, vaccine passports. In fact, his state has made it a law that you can't have that if you want to run a business there. Um, So, the NFL is basically making doing the exact opposite you know make you know that you have to have a vaccine so i don't what i don't understand is how can they mandate it because they don't they're not you know isn't it your right to privacy to not have to tell them whether you have it or not should be you would yeah you it should be Uh isn't that the hipaa or whatever Mm -hmm. Health, health insurance portability act yeah or patient privacy. So, I don't know. Patient privacy, health, health insurance, personal. Anyway, um, the uh, the Santa's thing though. Um, I uh, saw. I saw. Um, I was out in rural Minnesota uh, this past week, and uh, there was a caravan. Um, that yeah, you you do live there. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I was in a different part of rural Minnesota, <laughs> and and uh, the two things: uh, there were tons of Trump pent signs still up, which I thought was interesting, uh, and then also there was a guy uh, on a major highway who had a big Trump um, uh, thing, but he also had Trump DeSantis signs, like Trump DeSantis twenty twenty four, and. Like you could buy, you could buy all this different stuff. Like it was, it was, um, it, it, you know, you could still get Trump signs, still get make America great signs, but then you could also get Trump and DeSantis stuff or Trump DeSantis 2024 stuff. Um, so, uh, I, I just thought it was interesting about, um, you know, DeSantis is obviously, you know, getting his name out there and, and is and is probably the leadership a lot of Republicans should be looking towards uh, if they want to make that same impact on their states. So back to that. Um, 
I was also in greater rural Minnesota this week, and we went by a Trump store. And by Trump store, I mean it was the size of a Cabela's. And it was all Trump stuff. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And there was there was a big sign. or They had a huge flag that says, what did it say? Uh, Trump won. We need to save America. <laughs> But yeah, it was a huge store, which is funny because I am—I like to travel, but I am yet to see a Biden store, and this is probably the fourth Trump store I've seen. <laughs> this is by far the biggest one I've ever seen, but I have seen quite a few Trump stores, um, but I have not seen the most popular president of all time, Joe Biden, who got eighty-one million votes. You know what else? That, really- that's that's eighty-one million potential customers. Where where are these Biden stores at? And it's funny that you say that too, you know, right? Because, you know, we t- kind of talked about it. Biden had that town hall. Did you guys see the shots of that town hall? Yeah, it was about half full. <laughs> yeah, that's generous. Yeah. You know, to me, it looked like that could be the crew for CNN that had to set it up. <laughs> you know, like, that's the president of the United States, right? Like, remember when Trump flew into South Dakota, Darren, and there was a huge uh, group of people that just, his plane is landing here, and he might get out and wave to the people. And, like, 2,000 people showed up. Yeah. You know? Mike uh, Mike Lindell gets more people at an event that he puts on. Yeah. yeah. And he makes he a pillow. <laughs> Andy's crazy. Yeah. I, I did see it's funny uh today we went to lake check um and of course we're driving around and there's boats everywhere and about 30 percent of the boats had trump flags on them and i seen this meme and it says it, it seems that every boat owner is a trump supporter and then they said well because there aren't any government programs for free boats <laughs> <laughs> Well, and and that's funny because we were on a lake this week too. And I said the exact same thing. The first day that we were out there, there wasn't like any planned thing, but you would, you would go out and sit on that dock and every boat that went by either had an American flag or a Trump flag or an American flag with a Trump flag. And it's like, interesting, (laughs) you know, if, if the American flag is, is a quote-unquote sign of conservatism, well, there's a lot of conservative and a lot of money around this lake. <laughs> yeah, and you, yeah. That's, that's kind of a point. Like, did Trump, you know, Trump, Biden got 81 million votes, you know, 13 million more than Obama. And uh, Trump, Trump, uh, Trump got the most votes of, any pres- of anybody in the history of the United States, more than Barack Obama, except for the 81 million that, that Biden got. So... So Biden, you know, is the most popular president in history, according to the votes. But, you know, and Trump lost. Have you ever seen a losing uh, somebody who lost the presidency have people who are carrying their signage six, eight months, 10 months after the election? I mean, I don't think anybody's ever I mean, nobody put up an Obama sign after he won. Nobody, still nobody still, had an Obama flag. I still see people driving around with Trump flags in the back of their truck, for crying out loud. 
Yeah, yeah when, but when I paid. When I drive, when I drive around, every once in a while, I'll see somebody who's still got the Trump signs up mm-hmm. in their mm-hmm. yard and stuff. But I mean, if you think that, think that uh, if you re- if you honestly think that Biden won, you're you're stupid. Yeah, There's, it's not possible. Well, so two years ago, we were out on Chautauqua on July Fourth weekend, and there was a boat with a Trump and American flag. And it was behind it. They were pulling a a little raft, and on top of the raft was a, a picnic table, and on top of the picnic table was a cutout of Donald Trump. <laughs> and they were cruising the whole lake, just with that, just putzing nice. along, drinking drinking beer, and Donald Trump standing on the back of their picnic table on the boat. <clears throat> yeah, and, and I'm sure everybody was saluting it and cheering when they drove by too. I bet. Exactly. Yeah. So, I, to summarize this all up, though, basically what you guys are telling me is that unless I'm, you know, I to become a patriot, I need to go out and buy a boat, like right now. Yes, you should. <laughs> you know what the two best days of a boat owner's life are? When they buy the, the boat, get, and when they, they sell the boat. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, you know what boat stands for, right? Nope. About another thousand bucks, because that's what you're gonna <laughs> stick them into it every time you use it. <laughs> All right, my worst person of the week is Representative Ruben Gallego. He's from Arizona's seventh district, and he talked about the January sixth insurrection. In sorry, they say insurrection, but I'm gonna I'm gonna change it to the to protest because that's what it was. It's the closest I've been to what I would say combat in 15 years. We had a lot of people on the House floor, both Democrats and Republicans, that I am afraid would not have survived, potentially. If we had gotten run over by the mob, especially when they were using bear spray, some other types of weapons, and some of them were armed. Uh, so basically, he's saying that even though he's he's a combat veteran from Iraq, I believe, or something, I don't know. He, he was in the Marines in the early 2000s, so I'm assuming he was deployed somewhere. It was... It was worse than his deployments, I guess. So, hmm. he's yeah, because um, when the there's a uh, battle in Iraq, they have a camera crew sitting there uh, taping the whole thing without having to be worried about being killed, right? Yeah, and then they have tunnels that allow them to get to leave the building easily. Yeah, and the, pe- the people that come in aren't armed, and the people inside of the place are armed and then they get shot you know for no reason basically for mm-hmm. crawling through a window on Un- unarmed people get shot so I, I it was you know it was when that iraqi crawled through the window in iraq i, I guess the guy was wasn't wasn't armed so hmm. actually it was yeah. even worse he had a uh, he must have had a bomb on him that would kill him because if it was worse than that he would have had to have you know dispatched himself i guess because that would be the only thing that would be worse would make would make the capital protest worse i guess so anyway this guy democrat republican did you say he's a a democrat okay so so i mean political points is probably more of what he's looking at doing here right he's using his status i mean he's he's just using his status he's he was he's a veteran so since he's a veteran, he's he's 
taking his status and saying, "Oh, this is this is bad because I'm a veteran." La la la. Well, and we thank him for his service, right? Especially if he was deployed. Um, but that doesn't mean that we have to agree with everything that he believes in. No, it's part of, you know, and and the other thing, um, you know, since we're we're kind of talking about it, did you guys see that Pelosi? Uh, did the unprecedented thing of rejecting the House Minorities um, uh, picks for the uh, January 6th commission. Saw that, yep. Yeah. And it's interesting because one of the guys that she rejected was also a veteran who wanted, who was going to be a material witness for this, um, in which he was saying that, hey, this wasn't, this wasn't as bad as what everyone said it was. I guess. Um, and then you got Jim Jordan was the other one that was rejected. Um, and, you know, because she's saying that, well, it was a political thing that's never happened before. Usually the minority leader gets to, uh, put their, um, person in just like the majority leader gets to pick if they're trying to do bipartisan. And then you have, uh, Liz Cheney come out and say, well, this is all because of the minority leader, um, you know, him him selecting people that shouldn't have been selected. And by the way, Liz, uh, who selected you? Oh, that's right. Nancy Pelosi did. You rhino. Yeah, she's uh, you can't claim something's bipartisan if you make it partisan. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's stupid. Just like uh, just like when they talk about Obamacare. I mean, that's. Technically, that's bipartisan opposition to Obamacare. So um, it was only Democrats that voted for it, and there were Democrats and Republicans that were voted against it. So it was that in and of itself was the most bipartisan opposition of a law. There was there was no. Yeah, never mind. But. Yeah. All right. Well, it looks like that's the end of the podcast. Uh, if uh, if you guys want, to, if anybody listening to this wants to reach out, they can uh, email Darren at the few, sorry, Darren at the fewcast.com or reach out on Twitter at few podcast at few podcast. Till next week. Have a good one.